Three Count Thursday is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order? Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Oh, it's live, pal. We're really glad that you're our friend. And this is a friendship that'll never, ever end. Everybody three count. One, two, three. One, two, three. Or maybe The Rock has got to beat Triple H himself. Which means, uh, he's got to beat the game, uh, in the middle of the ring, uh, and he has a $2 s- for a wife, uh. You're too damn selfish, and that's why you're sitting there with a bad leg, and that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. You guys talk about being students of the game. I am the f-ing game, JR. Three ain't enough now, I need five. Welcome in Jim, Ryan, Matt, Tim, and intern Mark. Oh my goodness, what do we do? Here's a one, here's a two. Oh! oh, wow. Well, you can take that brass ring and shove it up your ass. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Three Count Thursday. We are live Thursday night, March the 11th, 2021. We are still the podcast of the millennium. We are glad that you are here with us. Devin, William, and others who are joining us live, give us a like. Give us a share. We'd appreciate that. Get as many people in here as possible here on this, uh, what was a gorgeous and absolutely gorgeous Thursday in uh, central Pennsylvania. I think we topped out somewhere around like the 75, 78 degree mark, set some records here in central PA. So it was it was absolutely wonderful. Um, the, the last snow piles in my front yard are like ground level now. We're, we're, we're just about we're just about through them. They're just about gone. It is wonderful that they are finally just about out of here and uh, we are glad that you are with us here on a uh, Thursday night uh so let's start let's go around the room Tim how you doing I'm great uh I'm gonna get I'm gonna let the uh, cat out of the bag I know the 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 prime question right now is uh you know before it's been like who shot jr and <laughs> and and other things uh the question is where's ryan that's that is the question because he's not he's not not here here he's i mean while he is not here he is and always will be um what his what his show holder says i'm a sausage guy he's still a sausage guy but he actually saw the schedule for wrestlemania week and he's decided to go into hibernation to charge up and get ready get ready for the festivities um, so he'll be away for a little bit. And when he finally kicks out of his slumber, 
um, getting charged up for WrestleMania week, uh, he'll be back. But until then, um, he's got the do not disturb hooked on the door. <laughs> yeah. um, he's catching all of his slumber, catching up because WrestleMania is back in business, baby. It is. It it certainly is. We we looked at the schedule. You know, Monday night Raw, Tuesday night Hall of Fame, Wednesday Thursday NXT Takeover, Friday SmackDown, Saturday Sunday WrestleMania. Monday Raw, Tuesday, if the uh, reports are true, uh, NXT moving to Tuesday. Although I did see something today that the uh, contract talks between um, NBC and um, the The NHL. Yeah, the NHL have kind of broken down. So there's a possibility NXT may not be moving. So um but uh, unrelated question i have this pair of scissors is there something i should do with this don't um, run with them i know that i know okay. you don't i know because just wrestlemania week looks to be it's it's gonna be rough and it's so somewhere along those lines we have to podcast you tim have to podcast even more than we do so it's it's going to be a lot tentatively speaking now we will offic- officially announce um, when we will be airing that week, but uh, tentatively we will be on Tuesday night to preview NXT Takeover, and uh, either Friday night or Saturday uh, during the day um, to preview WrestleMania. But uh, we will put a, something official out um, on that one. I did forget to mention, uh, you know, make sure you go to threecountthursday.com. That is our homepage. Follow all of our social media, our merchandise, and of course, whatamaneuver.net. What a maneuver! Thank you, Tim. Our uh, Patreon page. Home Network, NGSC Sports, and Leib Sports, L-E-E-I-B Sports, uh, com. So make sure you are subscribed uh, wherever you can find podcasts. Um, yeah, Scott, Scotty says uh, Hall of Fame is boring anyway. That's what we figured. Look, I'm not. we'll talk about the Hall of Fame and, and the plans for it this year later in the news and rumors, um, but it's one of those things where I feel like if you want to catch the speeches and all of that, it's actually easier to do it. Um, on demand and and kind of one at a time. I ca- I couldn't tell you the last time I watched a Hall of Fame in full. Um, Matt, how you doing? I'm doing well. This is my first full week back in the office, so um, looking forward to this weekend more so than I have in quite some time. Um, I did want to say I forgot to shout these guys out a few weeks ago when it happened, but uh, shout out to Jack and Fredo from Move Makers Moving for helping me out with some furniture. The other week, I told them, both avid listeners of the show, that I would show them some love. So thank you, Jack and Fredo. Um, finished my diet green tea already before the show even started, so I am dry for the rest of the episode here, guys. Whoa. That's, uh, wow. That's bold. That's bold. Intern Mark. How you doing? Hi, boys. I'm doing real good. I mean, real good. Oh, hi, Mark. Hi, boys. <laughs> doing real good you know you think about it last year at this time we were looking at a uh, pandemic and a shutdown we didn't know what to expect and and uh here we are a year later and hopefully things are looking up for everybody hopefully yeah i think um i think as we're on the air right now um president of the united states addressing the nation and expected to announce that um all adults uh the vaccine should be available uh to all adults who want them no later than the beginning of may um, I saw that even um, dentists and veterinarians will be able to administer 
vaccine shots. Um, Makes sense. Right. Because initially, I kind of had the same look on my face that you did, Tim. And then I thought about it. And then I thought about it for a minute that, I mean, vets give shots. Dennis give shots. Why the hell not, man? The, the more the more people to administer the shot, the more people can get shots. Matt, uh, any update on what your superpower is? Have you have you discovered that yet? Not yet. I, I think I need to wait for like the first full moon or the first like adequate rainfall. So I'm still. Oh, got it. Got it. Yeah. Scotty says one year anniversary of Rudy Gobert being a ding dong. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, that clip will always live in infamy. Um, just coughing on every microphone what the, and like touching them all. Like, yeah. What a fucking just what an, what a stupid asshole. Patient stupid zero idiot. himself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Oh guys, I'm sick. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> for those who are interested in that topic, I know that it's still very touchy, but, um, ESPN podcasts, um, I think it might have only been a serious exclusive, but um, or an XM exclusive. But there was a podcast done um, called March tenth, twenty twenty, which is um, it breaks down everything that happened in March or on that day because the official like day one of. America starting to um but uh that podcast is really good because they actually interviewed like Rudy Gobert and they had Fauci and they had like Jordan Clarkson and um Mark Cuban on and everything because like there's certain things that happened during that day that you don't even see oh I'm sure you didn't see and they're retelling the story about how like Everybody's filled into the American Airlines Center in Dallas, ready for the game. It's Mavericks versus Thunder. And the halftime performer comes out before the game starts, performs. Who's the guy who did Sugar Sugar? Uh, like the oldie song? No, the new <laughs> one. No idea. <laughs> Baby Bash, maybe? Bash. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. So he was the musical artist and he comes out, he does his stuff before the show. And then as soon as he performs, they say, all right, everybody, the game's been canceled. Have a good night. Didn't even tip off. Didn't do anything. They were like, send out baby bash, let him perform. And then everybody else. No idea who that is. Go the F home. Yeah, it was it was nuts, and I we we'll talk about we'll we'll talk about you know like the this one year anniversary a little bit later because it was a year ago today um, that it was declared a global pandemic, and and looking back on what has now been a year in pandemic wrestling, um, we will kind of look back on on some of the best, some of the worst, um, some of the things we may not have gotten if it wasn't for uh, this period in time, and and obviously we're we're still in it. Um, so again, uh, not, you know, regardless of how you feel about the whole thing, please still wear your mask and still be smart. You know, it, this would be like, you know, taking, you know, uh, cutting your shoot loose when you have about, you know, 2000 feet to go. So just, uh, be smart. I'll, I'll live. Yeah. I'll, make oh, I'll be fine. I'll be totally 2, fine. Feet. You know, um, just jump, tuck and roll. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, 
But let's uh, let's get into the. Uh, oh, I gotta get my uh, gotta get my screen on the right spot. Let's hit the uh, the weekly segment. On this day. Of course, we're looking at uh, March 11th in pro wrestling history. One birthday, Gary Wolf, who was uh, Pitbull number one of ECW's The Pitbulls, uh, was born today, 1967. On this day. 1941, Bronco Nagurski, yes, the football player, but also professional wrestler, wins his second National Wrestling Association World Heavyweight title in Minneapolis, Minnesota, defeating uh, Ray Steele. Nagurski was also recognized as champion uh, in Toronto. On this day. 1989, the WWF's 20th edition of Saturday Night's main event airs on NBC, earning a 10.0 rating. The show was taped on February 16th at the Hershey Park Arena in Hershey, Pennsylvania. On this day. 1993, Canadian strongman Dino Bravo was shot to death in his home in St. Leonard, now part of Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Rumors circled that he was then making a living as part of a cigarette smuggling ring run by elements of organized crime within the city. He had retired from pro wrestling in 1992 after a 22-year career. He was uh, just 43 years old. His assailants have never uh, been found. There was a uh, episode of Dark Side of the Ring uh, talking uh, about this. Quite a uh, an interesting look at that. Obviously a sad moment. On this day. 1996, the Monday Night War continued with WCW's Monday Nitro 3.2 rating beating WWF Monday Night Raw's uh, 2.9. I'm not sure exactly where that fell in the uh, in the midst of the 83 weeks, but uh, Nitro won uh, in 96. On this day. 2007, TNA Wrestling held their third Destination X pay-per-view from the Impact Zone in Orlando, Florida in front of 900 fans. The tagline for the show is, First you must die in order to live. The show featured nine matches, and in the main event, Christian Cage defeated Samoa Joe to retain the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. On this day. 2009, former WWF Intercontinental Champion and MMA legend Ken Shamrock has, was suspended for one year, fined $2,500 uh, by the California State Athletic Commission after testing positive for three different types of steroids. The suspension effectively canceled a planned Shamrock versus Bobby Lashley MMA bout. Uh, and those are the events that happened. On this day. March the 11th in pro wrestling history. Oh, what could have been? What could have been? Sham- <laughs> Shamrock versus Lashley. We never got to see it. I oh. mean, it's because, I mean, but isn't isn't Damian Priest an MMA guy? Couldn't he have just filled right in and done the whole strikey, strikey deal? I mean, he probably could have. And I mean, it would have been the best. I mean, it would have been the <laughs> Top buy rate for was it, but was it for right? was it for a, a United States? Does the UFC or whatever company do they have a United States title? Because that's where the the key. It question. would be the United States Light Heavyweight Championship, <laughs> I'm sure. Very, uh, very good. So those uh, those things happen today. Um, well, we had a pay per view this past weekend. Uh do we want to do we want to start at the at the end and work nah. through it or we want to build our way up to the, build up to it. Got to build up to the big finish. All right, AEW yeah. a- 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 Revolution. Um Okay, we'll start on the uh the buy-in. Did anybody watch the buy-in? 
Yes. Yes. Uh, Brit, Dr. Britt Baker and Maki Ito defeating Riho and Thunder Rosa. Um, I, I mean. It's fine. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, nothing, nothing special there, but it was fine. Foreshadowing. Because um, the team, somehow the the dentist and the Japanese fallen idol are matching they had never teamed before in their lives, and they were matching. Total coincidence. Ooh. <laughs> um, main card starts. Uh, Young Bucks defeating uh, the Inner Circle tag team match to retain the uh, the AEW World Tag Team Title. Seventeen minutes um, and uh, and fifty seconds. Um, this uh, this is one of my highest higher graded matches of the night. Um, Actually, let's talk about your grading. I think this might be the fairest assessment (laughs) of your grading in the history of grades. I don't know. I was actually, if if you would go back in the archives and listen to my review of Elimination Chamber, I did did crap pretty hard all over that show um, because it, it was bad. My thought process is Jim goes into a WWE pay-per-view and it's already at, at like a B plus. <laughs> and we just kind of see where we go from there. Can we it go work? to AW at like a C minus. <laughs> we we can see where we go. I mean, you're not I can't say that you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I I won't confirm that you're right, but I can't say that you're wrong if that it's uh definitely a grading curve for Jim. Sure. Sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll call it that. Um, I mean the, the the pre-show match got a C plus. I I didn't I there was nothing necessarily bad about it. That there wasn't necessarily anything great about it. Um, this match here got got a B minus. Um, wasn't a bad match to start the card. Uh, there was there was just there was definitely some moments that didn't didn't look great. There were there was some botches on on all fronts. Um. But it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't a terrible match by any by any stretch of the imagination. My problem up for the night, and it was a theme, is I feel like every match went about five to seven minutes too long. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Like it, it felt like an indie show. <laughs> where like guys go out there and they do their stuff and we've, they get we've it all called in some and of it, those shows. And it's not to say that like the match is bad. No. But some dudes go out there and like they put out like they have like a 13 minute match and you're in your head you're like that would have been a real hot 9 minute match. Right. Like but they they go found- out there Knowing... You found four minutes of shit to do. <laughs> they 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 go out there. They're like, "All right, we got nine, but I know I know the guy's not going to come out and just stop me, so I'm I'm gonna go for it." <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. well, and when when you know a third of your matches have guys in charge in them anyway, you you kind of have a little bit of rain to. Uh, how long did that match even go? Uh, 1750. This one was 1750. And that should have been like a 14-minute match, man. And yeah. should have, like... Yeah, if, if that match doesn't scrape double digits, it's probably a pretty good match. Oh, it'd be, it'd be infinitely better. 
and Jericho wouldn't have gotten blowed up like he was. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Or as bad as he did. I'll put it that way. <laughs> I mean, Jericho's on the wrong side of 50, so. Certainly <laughs> he's getting blown up pretty quick in his match. Shut your ass. <laughs> is he 50? I, I think, think he's, he's like exactly 52, 50. isn't he, he? He's exactly 50. He's exactly. When's his birthday? November 9. Okay, so he just turned 50. I would have guessed he would be p- closing in on 51. <laughs> um, <laughs> closing in on 501? Not there yet. Not there yet. <laughs> um, Mark, you, uh, now you had this in, in Spanish commentary, which at times was much better than the English commentary that we had. Uh, but uh, what do you think of this, man? Si, senor. <laughs> um, you know, I, I got to agree with Tim. I felt these matches went a little long. I completely agree with your assessment, Tim. Um, it, overall, it wasn't bad, but I, I'm starting, uh, unfortunately, to get used to being disappointed with AEW pay-per-views after the last few. So I kind of go in with low expectations anymore. But yeah. this match was okay. Yeah, we will uh we'll obviously get to our uh do our grades and this and that. Um <laughs> yeah, Lou, we'll we'll obviously get to that ending uh in a little bit. Um second match, Ray Phoenix, uh one representing Death Triangle won the uh casino tag team royale. Twenty six minutes, forty five second last eliminating Jungle Boy uh from the Jurassic Express. Um yeah, I mean again Long, long. The timer between teams coming out was 90 seconds. If you cut that to a minute, that's seven minutes you're saving. Right. In also, does it, did it have to be like 16 teams? Like it just, it, because you have and, to get. I mean, if, 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 if I love this match. I, watching this match made me realize how much of a sucker I am for battle royals. Like you could literally put a battle royal on every wrestling show I watch. Oh, I mean AEW puts now, a battle royal on every show. So. I mean they will, they will, <laughs> inevitably they will. But like you literally could put a battle. Hey, independent wrestling bookers. Once, like, the pandemic stuff's gone away Careful. and there's not a limitation on the number of people that can be close to each other <laughs> safely, um, how about everybody book a battle royale and I'll buy a ticket? Why am I coming? I'll come. I, I, that's why. <laughs> that's why. Battle Royals, man. I, I love I love Battle Royals. I love the Royal Rumble. There was points in this match, though, and I don't know if it's – the way it was produced, the way commentary was lost or what, but there was a lot of points where I was confused as to who was in or why they were in or who was, you know, like it it got confusing. Now the end, once you got down to like the last six, the last seven, especially the the final two, three got that. It was, it was really good finish to it. Do you, so I just have a question. Yes. Do you remember who the final four were? Well, it was, it was both, um, was it both guys of the death triangle? It was jungle boy and it was, I probably can't remember, but that was all the way back to Sunday. So you're asking me to reach back 
real hard on this one. But you can remember who the final four of the Royal Rumble was, right? No. No. No? <laughs> it was Edge. It was Edge. It was Edge. Edge. It was... Edge. Uh, Christian. Christian. Uh, Randy. No. Randy Orton. Yeah. Because he, he popped back in at the end. Mm-hmm. And... It was either Seth or Sheamus, I thought. I think it was Seth. It was Seth. It was Seth, Edge, Christian, Edge, and uh, and then Orton, technically. Um, now I'm curious as to who the hell was the last guy in the battle. I round. mean, let's let's talk about something because it's been mentioned here the last Johnny Hungy. That's it. Last couple times for me, commentary took a full letter grade off of this show. I I think Jim Ross was legitimately sick. I agree. He was, and he probably should have bowed out for that because he didn't do himself any favors. No. But, I mean, their reactions, their calling of the matches, um, and I'm sure we'll talk about the way they sold the two I'm going to eat, God damn it. But it was just, <laughs> to me, commentary detracted heavily from the overall product on that show. A- AEW. Now, okay. Elephant in the room. What what did you get from Rita's, Tim? I believe I believe That's a gelati. It is a gelati. It's definitely but I have ge- to see what flavor ice it is. Mango. Swedish fish. It is a root beer gelati. Ah, so it's like a root beer float like that. Yes. Like that. Yeah, I might have to make a, a Rita's run this weekend because I, I I love me some Rita's. But yeah, commentary on on AEW is is one of one of my biggest issues with them in general. Like, I understand the WWE commentary ain't great because it's overproduced. AEW's commentary seems like it's not produced at all. Therein lies some of the problem because I feel like you have three color guys. Or three play-by-play guys constantly stepping over on each other's feet. Plus, you have a roaming group of like f- number four through like through seven extra guys on the uh, on the table at any given time, and it's it, it's very convoluted. Um, like Excalibur, I actually do really enjoy more than I did when AEW first started, but it's it's. I feel like everybody's constantly stepping on each other and, and it's not, and I do. And like, and, and I'm not, I don't want to be overcritical because there are points and we've, we've been there cause we've all called stuff that like, if I'm play by play and you guys are doing color, there's going to come up, there's going to come points in the night where you're talking and something happens and you're just going to call it. And like, that's fine. But it, with, with AEW, it just, it, it feels like, everybody's just constantly talking and just it's it's bad i i i don't like it they also have a ton of commentators Mm -hmm. like right now so it's jim ross excalibur tony shivani taz Mm -hmm. paul white Mm -hmm. and then like wrestlers who do commentary oh don Callis, right that's six um Eddie Kingston has been on multiple times. 
Negative one has been on. Right, he does a lot of on on dark, right? On dark. Um, I'm trying to think of who else does like guest spots on commentary. Omega also. has. Jericho Kenny has. has. Jer- Jericho. Jericho's on Jericho, a can, lot, and apparently Jericho, he's going like, to be on the, the dark elevation on on the regular. Yeah, like, and like I don't I don't mind having because WWE goes to that well more than they should too. Like this isn't just an AEW problem, but AEW goes to it real heavy, real, yeah. real heavy. Like it's okay to have, you know, an, an extra person on commentary ever here or there. Like, especially if, you know, you know, Moxley's facing Pac and, you know, Omega is wrestling Moxley soon. So Omega's scouting Moxley and he's on commentary, but like, there, there's so many times where I feel like Omega just will come out and put a headset on. I was like, oh, I just felt like coming out and sit and talk on commentary. Yeah. Why? You already have three guys out here. Like, why are we adding a fourth? And and I love JR. JR is is part of probably my second favorite commentary team ever. It's like, for, especially because of the era, like during the Attitude Era, like him and the King were fantastic. But like, and I get it. He's he's had hard times with the the Bell's palsy. He's over the last couple of years had a hard time, like with, with his wife passing away. Like Jr. Just he's not on commentary as sharp as he always was. No, and it's not it's not an insult to him. It's a reality. Like I think when he does like the the, the interview segments, like when he was like interviewing FTR when they first came in. And, and things like that. I think he is fantastic in that role. I I, I, I think he should be off the, the commentary table. But I think it's one of those things where nobody wants to make that call for him. Right. I mean, it's it's got to be a respect thing. He certainly earned it. But, I mean, it's got to be one of those things. Like, JR, I feel like, has enough pride where he's probably going to come to the realization soon. Like, hey, I'd this isn't for me anymore. I think we're past that point, um, but I just don't think he's there yet, but I think it's coming relatively soon. But I mean, I've, I've never really noticed the commentary until this, this past pay-per-view where I was, it just stood out to me as like, this is just bad. Yeah. And I mean, there, there was the match itself was just kind of a cluster, which is come to be expected with a battle royal, but you have to be quick and calling that action. And there were just times where I felt it was lulling, and they just were not putting people over. It was just kind of like a oh scissor kick, oh yeah, Dustin's eliminated. Oh, what's Allie doing interfering in this? <laughs> it's like, like guys, get hype or something. Like I know Jr. Sick, so I'll give him a pass, but. And if that's the case, the other two have to carry more weight, and they just didn't. Well, and, and that that's another situation, too, where, I mean, especially we're in a fucking global pandemic, like, where everybody's told, like, if you're sick, stay home. And, like, you have JR just, <laughs> like, starting off commentary, sounding like he gargled gravel. Um, you know, so maybe maybe just... Maybe just pull him off the table that night. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, even, like, obviously we'll, we'll talk about, like, when Ethan Page debuted. It was like, 
Let me see if Ethan Page. Yeah. Wow, wait, way to bring the guy in on his first night, guys. And I mean, that was some someone we were all kind of looking forward to as like a big yeah. debut for AEW, and it was just the fanfare was just dead from yeah. all of them. It's just like, oh, and here's Ethan Page, <laughs> right? And um, and like, like here's the deal. Again, I will, I will one hundred percent agree that WWE's commentary is way too overproduced. Like they are told to what to say, to a literally to a fault, because there's points where it's just like, you know, I feel like you have like a big moment in a match, and they're like, "Remember to subscribe to the WWE Network on Peacock." We're switching over in the middle of March. It's like, didn't don't you want to like talk about that big thing that literally just happened? Like Randy Orton just lit a guy on fire. Like I think we know how to to subscribe to a, an app on our phone. Like I I, I get I mean- that. Do you remember for like a solid two weeks, Jimmy the King just, or Jerry the King just ate Sonic fast food during <laughs> matches? This match brought to you by Sonic. There it is. <coughs> oh, sorry, choked on a fry. Like, you know, and of course, you know, they always have like the Mountain Dew energy drink sitting right there and stuff like that. So like, I get it. And and when sponsors pay you money, that's the sort of thing you have to do. Yeah. But you can tell there's, there's definitely points where AEW is not produced so you have to find that middle ground like wwe has to dial it down aew has to turn it up like there has to be somebody back there and and here's the thing i don't i don't know how the back the backstage works um because if it's only tony khan sitting at that table i don't know if he's that guy and that's not just to shit on tony khan vince mcmahon knows how he wants his show to look and feel and be I, I don't know if Tony's capable of doing that at this point. So, like, because there's points where commentary, and I get, like, if you're just trying to play up an angle of, I don't know what's going on, that's one thing. But when I hear, like, Shivani and JR and Excalibur all say, I have no no idea what's happening right now, I literally think they're being honest. I think they have no clue what is happening. And and there there's times where, and, and I get where we can... We're super keyed into stuff like that because we've called shows. There's points where you can tell that they're watching what's happening in front of them, not what's happening on a monitor. Because there's times where they're calling stuff that I don't see. I don't know if the re- if regular fans even totally key in on that, but I do. <laughs> For the sake of catching up, what match are we on? We're we're still at the battle royal. We we just oh, we've been ruminating just, about commentary on a tangent about the commentary. whole time. <laughs> okay, that's that's fair. Like, I mean, I gave the battle royal a B minus. Like, I mean, I I enjoy battle royals. They're fun. Um, the ending was great. Um, I, I did not think that Death Triangle was winning. Um, so you know that that genuinely surprised me, but in a good way. So, um, you know. It, It'll be a theme for later, but uh, if you sometimes the finish can save or hinder uh, what happens prior to it. So um, the finish here was good. I enjoyed that one. Um, then we uh, then we what's that? B minus. <laughs> then we move to the women's title. Hikaru Shida defeats Ryu Mizunami uh, for the AEW women's title. Fifteen minutes uh, and ten seconds. Um, I'll be 100% on this match did zero for me. I wasn't like invested in this match at all. 
Um, I, I'm not a Japanese wrestling fan, so I, I'm not discrediting the the two women for having a, a great physical match. But for me, this is a nothing burger. I was bored out of my skull watching this match. <laughs> that That's me. That's my, my preference to a style. I think that might also just be like your lack of interest in the champion and challenger. Like this, this match really didn't have any heat coming into it. Yeah. Like it's the tournament final with somebody who we've never heard of. And I feel like while she is crammed down our throats, it may have been more um, palpable if it were Nyla Rose in that spot. Um, but it, it, it is what it is. We got what we got. And foreshadowing like i i like i gave the match a b minus and like the reason i gave it a b minus is because watching time out time wait 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 time out so this match that was a nothing burger for you got the same grade as the previous match that you enjoyed i because i'm i'm watching i'm watching the match and i can see that it is a good wrestling match okay like but it it, it 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 doesn't it doesn't connect with me. So like I don't want to completely throw away what the women did just because the style of the match isn't for me. Tim, I think your hope of getting clarification on Jim's grading is just <laughs> Yeah, I don't get it. Cuz I I easily thought this was the worst match on the card. Easily. I I I didn't care for it either. I understood what they were doing. Um, I think it meant more to the people in the match than the people watching the match, which you know happens sometimes. Um, and so. that's and that's another thing too with like Japanese wrestling and especially Japanese women's wrestling. Like there are pieces at play where like. If a Joshi is in America and they're wrestling, like, for example, we have not seen Aja Kong get pinned or anything at all. It's been count outs. It's been somebody else takes the mm. fall because you want to talk about how like we protect our stars. It's a whole different ball game yeah. in Japan. It is you're playing. You're serving many masters over there mark any any thoughts on this one? Oh man i'll tell you i'm right there with you guys too i i'm just not interested in it not i don't dislike the japanese women's wrestling um but just zero interest just could have done without it it felt almost forced but hey it is what it is it really it was a good time to go take a bathroom break and get a snack i'll tell you what See, I actually thought the next two matches were a great time to take a bathroom break. <laughs> what did we think of the new stable, apparently? The new, the... From, Rick uh... Baker, Maki Ito, Vicky Guerrero, and Nyla Rose. Uh, sure. I I mean, I don't, I don't have, I don't have any... 
investment in Maki Ito at this point because I, I don't I don't know anything about her. I was confused as hell why she was singing <laughs> when she came out for the pre-show match. Um, you know, it, that's easily explainable in a, like a Google search. Um, and, and but also it's I feel like and we saw it last night on D- Dynamite. Everybody gets a manager. Everybody gets a faction. It just, like I just feel we're and we're just faction heavy, manager heavy. Can anybody stand on their own in that company? <laughs> it's Japan. That's the Japanese influence in AEW. Mm, okay, because like in Japan, there's like Suzuki Goon, and there's like the Ingobernables de Pon, and there's Bullet Club, and there's like Chaos. There's all of these groups but they're not necessarily stables it's kind of like fight teams in mma you got like american top team and you okay. got stuff like that that's how it is with like in japan like you've got suzuki goon so everybody's together and that's why you have a lot of like eight man tags in new japan because all of them are in the same and aew <laughs> they're in the same group AEW is kind of flexing that way too, especially with now the new super group over. Well, there's two super groups now and that <laughs> broke up exactly how I didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, a, which is cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't see it going that way. Um, but yeah. Okay. So that, so that kind of makes sense then that kind of makes sense. Uh, I'll see where it goes from here. Um, but uh, then we go to tag team match. Shortest match of the night, seven minutes and 50 seconds. Miro and Kip Sabian uh, defeat the best friends. Um, I love the, the, the pre-match. Like, they jump him. Miro just looks like a badass. And then, like, two minutes into the seven-minute match, I felt like a lot of that was undone. I thought Miro just looked goofy. and Like, I thought this could have been a moment where... Um, you like Miro could just clean house and win in like literally like two minutes and look like a badass. And again, I think he just comes across goofy and silly and it's not what I need from a Bulgarian monster. Um, I did th- uh, this match stank out loud for me. I actually gave this a C minus. Didn't like it at all. And I thought that this was exactly what I needed to see out of Miro. Oof. Like, he is aggressive. He is showing signs that he doesn't care about Kip. He, like, it is, you can see from this match that, like, this partnership with Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford was a way for him to get in the door via storyline besides getting, oh, he's a, he's a WWF guy. Right. <laughs> but like super aggressive, super ferocious. I thought this is exactly who we need from what we need from Miro. Better than the B women's match. <laughs> I don't I understand that logic and I'm, I'm fine with that. I, for me, just Miro 
in a tag team doesn't do it for me. I think that's why this match didn't do it for me. Like Rusev Miro to me is always going to be a singles wrestler. So I I like, you know, that that direction if that's where we're going. Yeah, because um, like and that's fine with the buildup, but just to see him continue in tag team, it's just that's not what I want to see out of him. So once he gets out, I think I'll enjoy what he does a lot more. It's just for yeah, now I can't really get into it. I think that's where I'll be. Yeah, because well. you can absolutely see in this match, like Rusev was like demanding the tags, like tag me, tag like me, 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 like my time, my time, my time. Yeah. And Kip was barely in the match. Which is fine, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's gonna suck that like they're gonna make Kip Sabian the baby face out of this deal. But but if it yeah. leads to a match where we just see Miro squash Kip, then I'm I'm on board with that as well. Sign me up. <laughs> You'd think, right? You would you, think. You would hope. Mark, your thoughts on this one? He's a heel. No, same thing, man. I just <laughs> really didn't care for it, didn't enjoy it. Um, I had higher hopes for Rusev in uh, AEW, but hopefully that's going to change here. So uh, we'll see. But overall, yeah, it just kind of added to a disappointing pay-per-view, in my opinion. Um, Next one, uh, 14 minutes, 40 seconds, the big money match. Hangman Adam Page defeats big money Matt Hardy. Uh, this one also got a C minus. I, God, Matt Hardy's bad. He's just, he's not good. Like, thank God Adam Page won, but like Matt Hardy was sloppy. Matt Hardy was slow. Like again, I I literally wrote down, thank God Adam Page won. He deserves better. Matt Hardy sucks. That's exactly what I wrote (laughs) as my notes for this match. Oh. You want to talk about nothing burgers? That's this. Matt Hardy yeah. is a nothing. This this was this was tied for my lowest match of the night. God bless Adam Page. Amen. He tried his best. <laughs> Matt Matt Hardy's debut in AEW, I think, was cool, but ever since then it's just it's been just as not even a slow. It's just I think it was a fast crash to the bottom, and it's just like <laughs> He does absolutely nothing for me. I mean, to be fair, I, I mean, still don't watch the final deletion thing, but like the Matt Hardy return to WWE beyond that initial return with the tag team at Mania, I think had a fast crash and burn for me as well, um, which is unfortunate because I, I think Matt Hardy, um, you know, quite the opposite of what we were just talking about Rusev, a fantastic tag team wrestler, but he's just never done it for me in singles. And this match was just further evidence of that. If I never see Matt Hardy wrestle a singles match again, I don't think I'll be too upset. Yeah, Mark. That's a shame. That's a shame. Um, Yeah, once again, this match really didn't care. The stipulations that were silly. Um you know, same thing with Matt Hardy's debut. I mean, everything was exciting and wonderful, but um, there's probably a place for Matt Hardy in AEW, but I don't know that being an active wrestler in the ring is that. Maybe Adam the commentary. Find... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might as well at this point. You might as well. Jim, can you hit, Vince... me with a, uh, you hit me with the price is wrong for Matt Hardy's singles career in AEW. <laughs> oh, uh, the... Um... 
Uh, where is it? Are we looking for this guy? Oh, the... Uh... There we go. <laughs> I was thinking pr- the price is wrong, bitch, from uh, from Happy Kill, which actually I should probably have on the board. Um, a solid one. But yeah, it, it, I, I, yeah, it just... I don't, I don't need him in, especially not in a big money match. Which, again, nine yeah. nine matches and all but two of them had a had a gimmick. I think. Uh, then we move to the face Is of the co follow up to to that. Like, do we see Matt and Hardy like sign over a check or something, or is it just <laughs> or just in good faith? I think we just trust that Matt Hardy. Uh, it was an electronic funds transfer. <laughs> we didn't, yeah, we didn't get a screenshot of Paige's Venmo account, but AEW <laughs> loves uh, casino stuff, so like Matt, uh, Adam Page just took all of Matt's chips <laughs> and cash. Uh, didn't, uh, didn't Page wasn't he riding something that Matt Hardy owned or something on on Dynamite? I forget exactly what he was doing. Maybe he was out buying. I think he was working on. Uh, was it a lawnmower? Something like that. I think he may have had like some kind of a, a uh, zero turn tractor or something. He had that was hardy. <laughs> something. Uh, then we go to the face of the Cody Revolution Lush- uh, ladder match. Uh, Scorpio Sky winning twenty three minutes and fifteen seconds. Um, this one I got a B. I mean, it was it was a fun match. Um, there was, there was more, it was more like kind of technical things that kind of bothered me in this one. Uh, Lance Archer, uh, just crouching, uh, in between the ladder, waiting to get his fucking back destroyed. And, um, the whole match is watching Cody and Arn Anderson and 40 doctors standing in the tunnel. Like, come on, man. Like, just, just move. Like, pretend like you're not there because the whole like i'm i'm trying not to watch cody coming back in the match like i know he's coming back in the match but don't tell me he's coming back the whole time isn't it miraculous how much cody can make things about cody Mm. like they do the injury angle but then for the next like seven minutes, him and his gang of goons are at the top of the ramp and they're continually cutting to like a wide hard cam shot <laughs> right. that shows them deliberating whether or not he's going to come back. Like anyone who's ever watched wrestling knows Cody's coming back into the match mm-hmm. and he's probably going to win. Because oh, I usually, fully expected him to win. Usually, the dude who comes back is like he's involved in the finish. Yeah, which he was right. Like Scorpio Sky face palmed Cody off the top of the ladder. Yeah. So, but like I expected it to go the other way, <laughs> um, and I'm happy it didn't. Uh, but man, yeah, I just, I mean, Scorpio Sky took a couple of ladder bumps that I'm. Shocked that he was still walking, more or less winning the match. Uh, props to that dude. Um, again, fun match, but yeah, it it was it was technical things that uh, 
that marked it down a little for me. How old do y'all think Scorpio Sky is? Well, I know he's oh, older than a, he's like forty three. No, thirty eight. I said twenty nine. He's thirty seven. Okay. I mean, he's, he's been I, wrestling forever. I do like that this time they didn't just give the golden ring to the debuting star. So yeah, I mean, there's there's them growing. Can right. we talk? Can we talk about how they like ran onto the set of Sonic the Hedgehog two and stole that ring? <laughs> I, I all I could think about is it was like a like a pool like a like just a pool floater tube. So was it like a giant Cheerio that was just <laughs> hanging above the ring? And <laughs> they just... got it from the warehouse. Con- Conrad Thompson sent it to him. <laughs> what's the what's that? What's the uh, what's the protein? What's the protein cereal that they plug all the time? Oh, yeah. oh uh, ma- magic, <laughs> magic, magic spoon, magic spoon. Magic spoon. It's a magic spoon box. Her. Her. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was they it. Was it was yeah. definitely over the top, but uh, that was bad. I, I thought mean, that I thought that this beyond the final or the main event minus the end of the main event was the match of the night. Uh, in my opinion, I thought there were good spots. Um, I like Scorpio Sky getting the win there. I did like seeing Ethan Page debut despite the lack of fanfare from the commentary team, which we talked about earlier. Um, so I think all in all, it was just a, an overall good match for me. Just there were some spots where it was just come on. And shout outs to Max Caster. Like he looked like he belonged in this he match. He did. He he really stood out. It was a breakout performance for him. So yeah, definitely agree. Uh, Mark. Um, for me, this was one of the highlights of the pay per view. I uh, I'll t- I struggled with the uh, that full float ring being there. I don't know if they come up with something better or don't use a gold ring. I don't know, but that was kind of for me. That was tough to to get around the. Scorpio Sky holding this uh, spray painted pool floaty, but like Lee says, it's a hemorrho- hemorrhoid donut. <laughs> it, yeah, that's. I think must have got that from Vader. He <laughs> <laughs> don't need it no more. Oh, 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 oh. too soon? Too soon? That's no, too soon. no, oh, no. <laughs> you guys, do you remember when? Uh, LCW or KPW, whatever it was at the time when uh, at after party we were there with Vader. Did you guys come out, or is that just myself or uh, Smokey? Oh no, I was out for that at at um, uh, the your place, was right? The was I thought that? Yeah, I thought the, that one was at your yeah. place. Yeah, it was at your place. Yeah, it wasn't the brasserie. But uh, poor Vader was there. One o'clock in the morning, or whatever it was, eating this gigantic burger, sitting on this little. Uh, this little uh, donut ring kind of thing on the chair is just unusual. <laughs> See a 400 plus pound former multi tie world champion. Yeah, those are tiny ass chairs at that place. I I didn't feel comfortable yeah. on them. I know that much. <laughs> was, um, <laughs> the uh, the street fight, Darby Allen and Sting defeat Team Taz. Um, I I, I liked it. Um. As far as cinematic matches go, wasn't the best, wasn't the worst, but God, the commentary over this, why? Like, why is Taz yelling at like Ricky Starks to do things? Like, 
you're not there. First off, you're their manager. If you wanted to be involved and help them, be there. But why? Why commentary? Like, I don't need JR calling suplexes when, like, Darby Allen, you know, when it's an episode of Jackass in black and white in a warehouse. Like, I don't, I don't need to hear suplex called in that moment. Um, it was weird hearing Taz talk about it in the past tense at the very beginning. Oh, yeah. Like, and then immediately change tense. Like, oh, yeah, it's real. It's happening now. It's like, we were worried. We were real worried about this match. And then, yeah, but now we're here at the thing. We're, we're at a random, we're at a random warehouse that has a wrestling ring in it and it's lit. And <laughs> I apparently need to see the movie of how Sting and Darby get to the warehouse because yeah holy shit that was half the time of the match yeah, yeah. sure was sure I was mean, the only way the only way that could have been any worse is if there was a giant advertisement for like the chevrolet colorado <laughs> just right across the screen or something <laughs> like it, it just like a rock <laughs> now what was cool is darby the dude who sings darby allen's theme was in the um was in the trailer was in, in the, the parade of darby's no he was so in the, the te- there's a scene with like a television screen okay and a guy painted like darby sting oh okay sting. yeah so that's him i think his name is like wiccan phase or something like that okay i did like and that they matched uh their face paints as well um sting and sting and darby sting is like the stepdad who is trying to find <laughs> any way to, to bond connect with his with son. Life's son. <laughs> you like skateboards? You oh, like skateboards me. and painting your face like a skull? I'm in, me, kid. Me too. <laughs> How you feel about baseball? I, I do wish Darby would have gotten the fall though in the match. Like, and I get it. It's like Sting's welcome back and whatever, and he didn't get a win in WWE. Be careful what word you use there, Jim, because Darby did get the fall. Oh, well, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, but, yeah, it was it was fine. Uh, Matt, Mark, your thoughts on this one? I, I didn't care for this one at all. Taz just took away from it for me. I was like, am I watching an episode of The Sopranos? Like, what is this? And I just could not get into the action because of his screaming over the top of it the whole time. And so, I mean, I'm sure if I go back and rewatch on mute, I might appreciate it a little more. But and the just, the flying camera, the flying camera across the entire warehouse was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, how yoked Hook is. Yeah, like Hook is like twelve. <laughs> he is just. Hey, what what are you what are you feeding him, Taz? Raw meat. So, Mark, listening in Spanish, did they still give Taz an Italian accent as he's speaking Spanish? Boy, you know, I've always wanted to come in here, and now that I got a mustache, the timing feels right. Wow, all this stuff looks pretty good. Uh, can we get some salami and Brian? Brian, let me handle this. Ah, uh, scusi. Babbitty boopy. Che cosa? Peter, what are you doing? Speaking Italian. Babbitty boopy. 
Peter, you can't speak Italian just because you have a mustache. That was literally Taz's commentary through that whole match. Yeah. Yeah. And the Spanish one, there was a female at one point that was doing commentary, so I can't remember what match that was. Maybe that was... Maybe that was Taz. They may have had a female. But, boy, once again, I had low expectations for this match, and I wish I would have set them a little lower. (laughs) I wouldn't have been as disappointed. But here we are. (laughs) Just... You knew it wasn't going to be real good going into it, but it was, uh, they had had Sting in it, so there we go. There we go. Uh, and then finally, we go to the exploding barbed wire death match, 25 minutes, 15 seconds, Kenny Omega defeating John Moxley. Um, I mean, here's the deal. I'm not, I'm not a death match guy. Uh, this match didn't have my interest to begin with. I didn't turn off the pay-per-view. I stuck with it. Um, the visual effect of like the rope pyro was all right. Um, it was actually was pretty cool. The, 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 the things on the floor, uh, I don't think triple hell. Yeah. I don't think they went off as well, but the, the bottom line here is that fucking ending. Holy shit. Like it was a mixture of both the greatest thing I had ever seen in my entire life. (laughs) And then what in the hell am I watching? Snakes and sparklers are the only ones I like in like direct succession, like everything with Eddie Kingston. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. He comes out. He's got the butcher, the blade and the bunny. They try to pull him away. He shoves him off and goes to like, save sacrifices himself for his friend now why eddie kingston had to die for the sins of mankind to like really weak brock lesnar pyro and two (laughs) puffs of smoke i will never know (laughs) yeah like i i i i mean you you know when you had like the handcuffs and the good brothers and moxley's dead in the ring and all of this and it's like you know, the, the siren may have been a little bit overkill, but I get it. You're trying to alert people. Because, like, and I'm sitting there going, nobody around the ring has, like, Bryce is in fantastic garb for this matchup, by the way. But, like, you can see the camera guys. They're literally in, like, regular clothes. The The workers around the ring in, like, regular clothes. I'm like, so if this thing just, like, goes off like they're they're dead right because like bryce is okay because bryce is geared up but these these are these people are all going to die but then of course he did the sirens everybody got warned get get the hell out of here but yeah like bryce looked like he was about to cook up a batch of like blue sky (laughs) (laughs) um i thought that was a beekeeper suit (laughs) but man um and We'll, we'll we'll talk about the response too, but but Matt and Mark, your your thoughts on the match? And I actually enjoyed the match. I mean, I, I I am a fan of deathmatch wrestling, so I thought they hit the spots pretty well. Um, they they did a lot more than I think 
the average like wrestling fan is used to seeing if you don't watch death matches often like i think they gave enough of a shock factor they're not going to go like full death match so i think that they did enough with that like the exploding bat i thought was a good spot mm-hmm. um I, I thought everything like tim said the, the whole kingston storyline was fantastic oh, to me yeah um but then man just <laughs> it's that end it was and i i understand what they were trying to do but like the they had to know that if you're going to to sell it like they did, you have to at least go the next tier up with your snakes and spark <laughs> Like, give me one M80. Well, like or something. Give Husker me do's, bang. Husker don'ts. Like, <laughs> you know, one screamling whistle chaser. Something. Like, yeah. and here's the thing, and and I'm and like. I got, at least have the corners blow out. Like yeah. do do the gimmick like the WWE did with the big men suplex superplexes. Just have the have the corners blow out. The thing is they may not have the technology for that. They probably don't, but figure it out, yeah. man. If you're going to give us exploding you know, if you're telling me the ring's going to explode and at the end of the night the ring is still standing as it was the whole night, you failed. Yeah. You failed. Like, you know what they could have? Well, so there's two different trains of thought here. One, you have to think that they did a test run of this and got it on film and was like, this is going to work. And then come showtime, either it was too windy or it was too cold because it was 1130 at night. And when they tested it, it was in the heat of the day uh, and heat rises. Mm. (laughs) So like all that smoke just right into the sky. Um, But even then, like you could have killed the feed. Yeah. You could have done boom lights go out yeah and i mean here's the thing if that that smoke lingers and your your last image of this pay-per-view is just smoke that's good when your last image is eddie kingston laying lifeless over a over a lifeless moxley when nothing happened not great mark your thoughts on this one the match itself i thought wasn't bad um but boy, you just can't get past that ending. How anticlimactic and uh, just terrible it really was. It, it it was so bad. I know they're trying to spin it off now as uh, you know as, as a joke or or whatever. But boy, it was just so so bad. It, it was extremely disappointing. It just kind of summed up the whole pay per view. In my opinion, it was really. Uh, <laughs> It really was, honestly. Expectation, reality. Expectation, reality. Yeah. And, yeah, let's let's talk about, like, the reaction and then, like, how they sold it last night and then then we'll go to break as we close up on on Revolution. But, like, the the post-game press conference thing is kind of cool until, like, you kind of – don't let anybody know like what you're going to say or whatever. And, and you don't produce it at all. 
because like Tony's there trying to like give this explanation like, well, I guess I guess Kenny didn't rig it as much as we thought or, you know, this happened or this happened or what have you. And then like you have Moxley and Kingston talking to the crowd who's booing the shit out of the end of your pay-per-view saying like this is fucking embarrassing. Like this sucked basically. Like they're shitting all over it. Tony's trying to make sense of it. Like somebody should have filled somebody in there. Like and well, it was it was originally Dean John. <laughs> it was John who said that Kenny doesn't know how to make exploding rings for shit. Right. And Tony ran with that story. The problem with that is why did Eddie Kingston die to nothing? Right. Cause, cause like if it goes off and nothing happens and Kingston gets up and be like, that was it. Right. Then, and then, then like, you're, then you're okay. For help. But here's the thing too. Eddie's down head covered. John is down covered by Eddie. Right. Nobody sees what happens. So Eddie thinks that it's an effing explosion. Well, because I mean there was there was like two little booms when the smoke went up. Sure. Boom boom. So if your ears against the ring and there's a boom through the metal that's with the ring, it probably sounds pretty loud. But oh yeah, like maybe that's one of those moments where like you you, you swerve a little and you know, we're gonna try and figure out what happened with this and we'll We'll make sense of it by Wednesday because the, like the post game presser on this one didn't make it come across well at all. Last night, I thought the video with Moxley and Kingston where they're, you know, talking about like it's embarrassing. Kenny sucks and like impact paid for the, uh, you know, paid for the pyro like that was great. And then you have Omega yelling 69 me Don in the middle of the ring. And I felt like they undid the you know the, the the way the good spin that Moxley and Kingston put on it, I feel like was completely undone by the Callus and Omega state. Like you could have left it at what what Kingston and, and Moxley said, and let's just let's focus on what's next. And they just they couldn't help themselves, and and I it just it reminded us how shitty it was. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, Jim, as someone who says, I don't like to shit on AEW, how happy were you when that happened? Oh, it was the best. <laughs> it was it was like Christmas, New Year's, uh, my birthday, like all in one. Like I found a $100 bill like in, in the parking lot of the grocery store, like all of these good moments in my life. Like The only way it could have been better for you is if like the smoke that billowed out turned into word clouds and said COVID's <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah, like this was all a game for a year and like this is the big ending. You uh, win for the pandemic. Like this is me finding out that that I actually won. And I was like, but uh but yeah, it was uh it was a good moment for old Big Jim because because it uh it, it gave me a good laugh. And uh but because like the match, and again, I'm not a death match guy. I, I did not dislike the match. I don't need to see one of those for a while, but the, the match was fine. The ending was bad. Um, overall, my grade for the show came out to a C plus, and I feel like that's that's pretty fair. 
Tim. This is a C minus for me. Like everything went too long. I, I, as I explained on viewers choice, if you didn't watch the pay-per-view from start to finish, but you want to see some really good matches, go and watch each match, even the Matt Hardy and Adam page match. Like, each match on their own, good, okay to, like, good, great. But when you put them all together, the collective does not... A a CD with nine really great songs does not mean that's a great album. If it doesn't encapsulate everything. So, that's where I was... It was good matches, but not a great pay-per-view. Matt? Yeah, I had it as a straight C. Um, I didn't hate the pay-per-view, but it, you know, it's not one that I will rewatch. Um, it was just average, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm glad I split the cost. If I would have paid for that in full, uh, it would have been a lot worse. Uh, Mark? You're not kidding. If you had to pay in full for that, that's a, that's a shame. Um yeah, I give it a I give it a solid C as well. Um, you know, last few AEW pay per views, there's been some good matches, but overall, they're not as good as I think they've started out as. So, I set my expectations low, but not low enough, unfortunately. And I really do like AEW. I enjoy the the product, but boy, this was a tough one. And and they're long, and and especially in 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 this era where. Like WWE is giving us two hour, 30 minute long pay-per-views like a seven o'clock till midnight show. And and I get, they only do four a year. So it's, it is a little bit different, but man, it, it, uh, it certainly did feel long, but let's, let's pause here. We're going to go to a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about, uh, our question of the week and, uh, and a year in pandemic wrestling and much more. So stick with us. Three count Thursday live. We'll be right back. Three Count Thursday is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order? You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com, where you can get awesome analysis on all things sports. Or check out our podcast on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Tune in and much more. For our latest videos, subscribe to NGSC Sports YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop.
Welcome back, Three Count Thursday Live, Facebook.com slash Three Count Thursday. Make sure you go to the website, threecountthursday.com. You'll find our social media links, our YouTube page, our merchandise over at whatamaneuver.net. What a maneuver. Thank you, Tim. We have three great designs over there. Our collar and elbow brand deal and much more. Go to threecountthursday.com. Guys, uh, we had a question of the week this week. The three count question of the week. And, you know, we're, we're starting to shape out the uh, WrestleMania season, uh, despite the, uh, the the report earlier from WrestleVotes that uh, the WrestleMania card's been blown up and is being reworked again. And I'm like, okay, so it's every year. Um you know, we, we, we saw Drew McIntyre win the WWE Championship last year. And um, so now the question is, you know, we, we know Bobby Lashley is the uh, WWE Champion going into, Wrestle- into uh, WrestleMania season. We know what uh, Roman Reigns and Edge are doing. We know what uh, Sasha and Bianca Belair are doing. So I, I thought, you know, Drew's been really kind of the like the backbone of, of Monday Night Raw throughout uh this this entire year pretty much and you know now he loses the title and you know he's in he's in a, a feud with Sheamus where they're literally just two big guys beating the holy hell out of each other um on Monday nights but what 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 do we do with Drew McIntyre uh for WrestleMania like if 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 you guys have the book, if you're if you're putting this show together, what what do you guys do with Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania? Anybody want to go first? I can. Sure. It's with the guy he's with right now. It's him and Sheamus. Uh, WrestleMania always has those big, high-profile like singles matches that aren't for titles. Drew was in one two years ago with Roman Reigns. Uh, Sheamus needs dance partner. I have a feeling that at Fastlane, vroom, vroom, that they're not going to like, they're not going to come to a conclusion, beep, beep. And it's going to come down to WrestleMania, especially since it's like three weeks between Fastlane and WrestleMania. Sure. So like, it, it only makes sense that it's Sheamus. Um, but again, like, I don't know what they're going to do with, uh, with, uh, Mr. Lashley. Bob. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't really know right now where they're going with the, uh, with the WWE championship. I mean, we have the theory, um, you know, and they, they threw, they threw a a big guy that lives in Canada now. Um, you know, they kind of threw his name out there on the WWE on Fox, uh, page last week but um you know if that if that isn't the actual plan uh yeah I don't I don't know exactly where we're going with the WWE championship I, I'm I'm there with you Tim I'm I'm kind of feel the same way I, I think that Sheamus feels like the right answer um I've enjoyed their matches on Raw um I I hope we don't get them every week between now and WrestleMania though like if that's the plan um you know, I think we may get something at Fastlane and then, the you know, something will happen and, and, and we'll get them at, at WrestleMania. Like, I, I just, I don't want to see it every week between now and Mania and then ask me to care when I've seen it for, you know, 
47 straight days or, you know, it's six straight weeks. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, I think they could have a, I think they could have a fine match with each other. I, I enjoy, uh, what they've been doing, but, but don't, don't beat me to death with it and then expect me to care about it on the biggest stage, Matt or Mark. I mean, it makes the most sense. The, the Celtic warrior versus the Scottish warrior that we can have that rammed down our throat as well during the match. Um, God, I hate everything about Seamus. <laughs> That's right. That's your guys' fa- like least favorite, right? But I mean, yeah. it, it, it makes sense. Um, you can honestly just like throw a dart at your board of wrestlers, and I think Drew would have a pretty solid match with any of them. Um, but since this seems to be where they're going, and you know, Michael Cole will get up for this one. Um, <laughs> I would say go for it. And if you do give it to us 48 times in a row, Jim will be forced to give that match an A minus. Let's see. How can I talk this thing up? <laughs> um, Mark, what would you do with, uh, with Drew at WrestleMania? Well, at this point, it looks like, as everybody else said, it's going to be uh, Sheamus and Drew. You know, it could be a battle between the... Uh, the Warriors, it's a shame the Ultimate Warrior has passed because he be, could be special guest referee. We know how much Tim loves Warriors. Warriors. Well, they're doing the 2021 Hall of Fame. Why doesn't Sheamus and Drew McIntyre wrestle for the Warrior Award? Mm. You, you could put it in a ladder match, too. You could put it on a pole. <laughs> put it on a pole, that's even better. You can have a a kilt match. Whoever loses theirs first. Once again, the shame Roddy Piper's not with us. Kilt on a pole. Um, (laughs) I I think with great certainty it'll be the two of them in a WrestleMania match with some type of stipulation, whether it's uh, last man standing or false count anywhere or something to that effect. But I don't think it'll be a regular wrestling match. It'll be a stipulation of sorts, but uh, that is what it is. I kind of a shame for uh, McIntyre, but I feel I like Sheamus will have to like dial up the high, the heritage though for his entrance for that show, like because Drew already does like the kilt and the sword thing. Yeah. So Sheamus will now have to like come out with a, with a pot of gold, a sack of potatoes, <laughs> and a bunch of leprechauns. We got Hornswoggle back out. <laughs> now that would be funny. Fit Finley will will announce him for the ring. <laughs> yeah. Now, now that'd be entertaining. <laughs> Certainly good. Um, but yeah, if 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 it's not if it's not Sheamus, is there anybody that that you can think of that you'd want to see that you'd want to see him with? I guess maybe like Randy Orton would be the next thinkable one if it's who i want to see him with i don't, I don't know it's tough because like mcintyre is kind of a wrestler that needs the feud like he can have good matches with sure people, but there has to be the build-up so i mean you'd have to start a storyline quick like between fast lane and mania to even get to that and i don't know who they can throw him in with for a quick build-up to a match yeah. What about Keith Lee? 
yeah, because they kind of had, they kind of had that little dust up. Yeah. Um, they've got history. They'd steal the show. That would be a great one. I'm not, just, I, is he cleared? Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't know because he was quarantined because of Mia Yim, and then, um, then he was back at Raw, but not on TV. Now he's out hurt. Um, I don't know how, I don't know, I haven't seen anything like what the injury is. So is it a bad injury that he won't be back for? Or is it, was it a minor injury that they just took him out of the match and now they're just waiting to give him reason to come back on? That's, the, that's kind of the, the million dollar question at this point, but that would be a good one. Uh, Mark, do you have one? Boy, you know what? Keith Lee's intriguing. I didn't think about that. Um, Boy, honestly, I really couldn't think of anybody else. Yeah, me neither. Orton would make sense of sorts, but there really isn't anybody that, you know, maybe Lesnar, if Lesnar was still around in the picture, but I'd much rather see Lesnar and uh, Bobby Lashley. Yeah, and I feel like if, uh, if, if Lesnar's if Lesnar's coming back to town, it's... it's Bobby! There's one, there's one reason why. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's continue here. The last night on NXT, um, we got two major announcements. One um, being that we will get, and I know Tim doing his uh, reaction pods uh, loves this one. Two nights of NXT takeover uh, WrestleMania week. Uh, the first night, of course, on USA on Wednesday. Thursday night on uh, on Peacock and the uh, I guess the WWE Network outside of the <laughs> outside of the US. Um, but then the, then of course the second announcement was because of the shenanigans from the week before the NXT women get their own tag team titles, the NXT, uh, and they were awarded directly to Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, who have then proceeded to lose them to, uh, Shotzi and Ember, which I hated at the time, but I'm better with it cause I see where we're going. Um, big mama cool taking on Io Shirai, uh, it would appear at takeover. So, um, I let, let's let's start let, let's start at the, the like the tag team titles. I, I I I don't I don't hate that they I don't I, I shouldn't even say I don't hate. I actually I like that they're getting a, a secondary title because I think we even talked about this uh, a week or so ago. Like, did, did, does the did the NXT women's division need more than just one title and it is it is a a deep roster it is a fantastic roster um so i i actually kind of like that they that they have a second title whether it was singles or tag my my issue if we want to call it that is if you want them to have tag titles in in nxt with the women why can't you just have them win the WWE women's tag titles and defend them in NXT so that they're a featured um they're a featured element to that show which the roster is fantastic and with direction and it makes people actually kind of care more about these tag titles that you've booked terribly throughout their existence so then when they get defended against a team on Raw or against a team on SmackDown that the, it, it actually feels a little bit bigger and there's a little bit more intrigue to it because now you you still have the women's tags on Raw and SmackDown that they seemingly have no idea what to do with. At least the NXT ones are isolated there and 
can't get screwed up by what's happening up top. Um, but uh, I, I, I like that they have an extra title. I like that there's something else for that division to fight for because that division is deep. It is fantastic, and um, it's only going to get bigger with with the the, the classes that continue uh, to develop through the performance center. I think the only issue with your question, Jim, is we've seen, well, I don't even know that we've seen it often, but it's very tough for them to defend belts across brands. Um, And I think that just goes with a a storyline and believability aspect of this, because, I mean, I think they're aware that most wrestling fans know that, like, if a champ is visiting another promotion with their title that belongs to a different promotion. They're not leaving that title when they go home. Okay. Kind of similar to like when Cena was the U S champ and defended it every week, you knew he wasn't losing it. It elevated the belt. Sure. But it got to the point where it was like, all right, John, we get it. (laughs) You're defending the belt. So I think that would be the only issue. Cause I mean, if, if the NXT women have a Raw or a SmackDown women's title, are they defending it on NXT every week against NXT wrestlers, or are they defending it on Raw every week? That would just be the only snag. But I do like them getting a secondary title, like you said. I think it's it's due for them. I didn't think it needed to be a tag title, but, I mean, they have enough people that you can make – feasible tag teams in NXT at this point. Yeah, and and now like I wouldn't add a second singles title. Like I think if you're going to add a title to the women's division, it had to be either single or tag. And and in the way they did it with with the, the kind of the the screwy finish uh a week ago, it it gave you that open door and it made sense to award them uh to Dakota and Raquel uh right off the bat instead of doing like another tournament which uh, NXT kind of beats to death sometimes. So, um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't add anything else. And I don't know that they are, but, but I think you're, you're, uh, in a good spot there, Tim. I think that it's the right thing to do. Um, it kind of sucks that they had to use the actual WWE women's titles to be the catalyst for it. I think that if they had just created their own, nobody would have been the wiser. Um, but on the second thought, like, I mean, I'm cool with the women having their own titles, man. Like having the tag titles, um, it is such a deep roster and it's deeper than we even see. Right. Cause they've got Priscilla Kelly and Zoe Stark. Well, it's not Priscilla Kelly anymore, but Zoe Stark and, the three the three indie girls that they just picked up plus Taya Valkyrie and like yeah, there's it's, still it's other a women constantly the- growing oh, division yeah like there's so many that just haven't haven't done anything yet um so it'd be cool to see um how that how that works out um yeah, I I don't have any problems with it. It sucks Dakota gets like a one and done title reign, but yeah, but happenstance. Yeah, it and it's also a little. I felt that was a, like a little strange that like the face Io Shirai is like calling out um, Raquel, but 
uh, it's a different way to get get to the the same uh, to the you know it's a different road to get to the same point. Which if it's and and if Raquel's the one that is is gonna take the title off of EO, I'm I'm here for all of it. I I she's an absolute star. Uh, intern Mark, your thoughts on uh, on the tag titles? You know what I'm uh, I'm happy to see NXT have women's tag team championship. Um, initially, when they created the women's tag team titles, I had very high hopes for uh, an NXT women's team taking the titles or even the titles being defended more on NXT. And uh, that didn't happen very often. Um, I, yeah, for whatever reason. But uh, I think it's great to have women's tag team belts in NXT from the uh, since the main women's tag team titles almost never were defended in NXT. Yeah, I think, or, I think uh, twice. I can only remember it, twice. Yeah, that's, yeah, I can think of twice that it happened, and it, it's really disappointing because that could have been a huge deal. It would have been a great upset for an NXT team to take it and then go to Raw or SmackDown and defend them. And, but, no, I'm happy to see it. And, uh, and same thing, I was a little disappointed when uh, Dakota and Raquel dropped the belts immediately. But I do like the idea of uh, Raquel going for the uh, NXT women's belt. So that should be exciting. Yeah, I mean, I, I hated it when, when, when they lost him right away. I was like, so... Like I get why they they were awarded them, but I was like, this is mm-hmm. stupid. But then I mean, because we don't have a long, we're less than a month, you know, till uh, till takeover. So um, you know, you have to maximize your time and and build uh, build a two night card. So it it uh, makes sense there. Anything else from NXT that that, that you want to hit on before we uh, look back at the year uh, that was in 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 wrestling? So yeah, I mean, one year ago today, the uh, it was the World Health Organization declared COVID nineteen a global pandemic, and um, you know I think we were all you know kind of shook, and we were all kind of what does this mean, and and what happens, and we had seen the NBA shut down, and baseball shut down, and NHL shut down, and. Um, workplaces were shutting down and, you know, is it safe to go to a store? Is it safe to go here? Is it safe to do anything besides, is it safe to walk around my block and, and all of this and, and the, you know, the, the, the first episode of, uh, WWE, you know, they, they aired some clips, uh, Triple H and Michael Cole were on commentary together, which I would love to see that team back together for a night. Um, that was fun, but like. You know, you're you're in an empty performance center, and is this is WrestleMania happening? You know, what 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 we we didn't know anything at that point. So now we're literally a year a year later, and we're looking back over performance center shows and uh, empty Daly's place and cinematic matches and the Thunderdome and 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 all the things that this last year has given us. So I, I thought it, it would just be kind of uh, fun to look back and like. What were some of the things that wrestling got right? What were some of the things uh, that wrestling got wrong? And, and you know, because I think there are some pushes that happened this year and, and some things that happened this year that we may not have gotten if um, if crowds were still in place. So does anybody want to kick us off with uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, the the interesting, the surprise, whatever? 
Um, I will kick us off with the unexpected rise of Otis. Uh, because of the pandemic, we got Otis Ah, representing for us big boys. Um, that was a fun time, man. It was really fun having Tucky or having uh, Otis at the top of the heap. Possibly threatening, possibly threatening for the world title. So, yeah, cool. And and that's that's one of the ones. Oh yes, Tucky, we have our top suspect to meet the champs. That we, I, I, I will go ahead and say we don't get that if there's fans in the building. Like if if it wasn't for the situation, I, I don't even know if we get. Otis in the money in the bank match, more or less winning it. Like I, I think that was a one hundred percent product of you know this guy's goofy. Um, he he's a character. He's fun. He's comedic. Uh, and and it it, it was it was it was a a funny way to to work him into shows. I yeah, I don't think we get there <laughs> if uh, if it wasn't for the pandemic. Um. You know, I'll kind of stick with this theme in a much different way. I don't know if we get this version of Roman Reigns this year without the pandemic. Like, we may have gotten there eventually. We may have gotten some version of it. But WWE had given us no reason to believe that you were going to change Roman's look change Roman's like style, his booking, his attitude, anything, you know, he goes away and he, you know, he returns a different Roman Reigns. He returns with Paul Heyman. Like that's something I don't, I don't know if we get that. If we don't have the pandemic, do you guys think that we get there? No, I I was thinking the same thing even before you mentioned it. I don't, I don't know that we would have got the uh, heel Reigns with Heyman um, I absolutely love it, but I don't know if that would have happened without the pandemic. The fans in the building, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't see that happen. At least not right away, or not within the past year. I think we get there, but it's not as dramatic. Like I think the way that his his return happens and everything, the drama makes it much better. I don't think we get the fiend the way we've gotten him either because the cinematic stuff with the fiend, a lot of that is stuff you can't do in front of a live crowd. A lot of what made the fiend fantastic this past year, we, we don't get 50% of it. If there's live people in the audience because of like the cutaways, the pre-recorded stuff. Um, And this is just beyond the cinematic matches, you know, do we get those? Without a pandemic, probably not either, maybe, but who knows. But for sure, a lot of the good stuff from The Fiend and with Alexa is just tough to do if there's an audience in-house. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know that they've used the Thunderdome to the fullest extent of its like capabilities for the entire time. But yeah, the stuff with with the fiend and Alexa and, and 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 Randy and like over the last you know month 
six weeks, whatever it is. Um, I mean, obviously, they they don't fully light the fiend's carcass on fire if uh, there's a crowd there. Because when are you going to do that that uh, dummy switch? Um, so yeah, like you you know the. I mean, it sucks that we're still uh, dealing with no fans uh, at WWE shows and we're still doing the, the virtual thing. Which, by the way, did you see? Uh, I, it might have been, it might, was it Bleacher Report WWE or WWE on Fox? But they posted like classic uh, moments in, in WWE history with like the the um, the virtual fans in the background, like The Undertaker's loss with like the Thunderdome screen and like the screw job with the Thunderdomes and it like, it hurt my soul that uh, they, they inserted virtual fans into like that, the Montreal. Is, screw is job. that on the WWE website? It was either bleacher reports, WWE Twitter, or it was, um, WWE on Fox's Twitter start, start at bleacher report. Cause I feel like it was there and it was earlier, uh, in the week. Uh, Devin here says, uh, the cinematic matches Lee was going to echo what you said, uh, about the fiend. Um, but uh, you know, like, yeah, it 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 sucks. But you know, having having no fans and whatever. But I, I and I said this back, you know, even even when we had WrestleMania, and it was a bummer that we had a WrestleMania at the Performance Center in front of the, the you know the fan in the ceiling. But to me, one of the best things in 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 this, this year that was with pro wrestling is that we always still had it. Um, AEW found ways to adapt. WWE found ways to adapt. You know, Impact came back. Ring of Honor came back. MLW came back. Like, wrestling didn't stop. And and when we went months without sports and we were watching old games, um, you know, rebroadcasts of old games and old golf matches and stuff like that, wrestling was still new. Wrestling was still there uh, on a Monday night, Wednesday night, Friday night, pay-per-views. It, 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 it was there to entertain us. And, and to me, that, that I, especially for the first couple of months when, like, things really sucked. Um, and now that they, they don't still kind of suck, but, like, things really sucked. That, that, that was such a welcomed uh, escape. And, and, it, it, and it, I think it for me anyway and i hopefully for a lot of people like it just kind of like reemphasized like just my love for professional wrestling because it, it it as it always has been it never went away like to me that that was that was a great thing and it just encourages me that i feel like it's going to be stronger when it comes back yeah i think so cuz did you see and i don't know if you're going to cover it in the news and rumors but there's talks that WWE is going to tour again. Yeah, uh, possibility. They're going out. Their talks in the summer. Yeah, um, which which I mean, because for a while we were under the belief that besides Raw and SmackDown and pay per views, that there wasn't really going to be uh, live shows uh, from the WWE. You know, maybe the occasional, you know, holidays at at MSG and stuff like that. You know, your your biggest markets, but the only time you were going to see WWE live was for tv so um yeah you know that that that's exciting that's encouraging um you know that that the that even indie shows have found a way to uh adapt and continue and 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 do some things and i mean obviously some had had some uh you know covet issues uh, and whatnot but um 
we they've all found you know kind of found ways to uh adjust and and, and get through it who would have thunk that the current political climate would benefit wwe more than the previous <laughs> yeah yeah uh kind of kind of did did not see that coming <laughs> did not see that coming it's um, SummerSlam. It's SummerSlam 2020 all over again. <laughs> um, intern Mark, um, anything from the last year? Good, bad, in between. I'd say um, same thing you said, Jim. I'm just thankful that uh, when everything kind of shut down, and I'm not a sports fan, but um, pro wrestling kept going on with live new live content. Um, so even though it wasn't ideal conditions with no fans and uh, but it was still content every week. Um, and I was thinking, too, um, the Undertaker-AJ Styles match for WrestleMania last year, how far in advance was that announced? And uh, Because I don't think they were actually going to have – I think it always was that Boneyard match. It no. wasn't something where they had to make that cinematic because of the pandemic. No, because that they, they laid the groundwork for that at um, the Saudi show in – February, I think it was February, because um, they did that uh, the Battle Crag tournament or whatever. <laughs> uh, the, uh... So to give it to you in perspective, and let me just go to what WrestleMania 36 was. So WrestleMania 36 was April 4th and 5th. Okay. March 23rd, AJ announces the Boneyard match. Yeah, because I think I think we you know we okay. kind of knew so two and a half weeks before WrestleMania. We kind of knew that they were they were on a collision course because it was it was the Saudi show. Which can can you look at when the date of that Saudi show was? Because it was is that Super Showdown? I think yeah, I think so because Elimination Chamber was the last show, the last pay per view before things shut down. It was like on the eighth of March. Raw the next night was the last WWE TV. Um, that was alive, and then two days later, it shut down. Yep. So it was February February twenty seventh, twenty twenty. It was the uh, to wake trophy. Yes, gauntlet match that that, that Taker won. Yeah, the aggro crag. The aggro crag. <laughs> um, so Taker won that uh, by by defeating AJ Styles, and that kind of laid. The, the the groundwork to, to start us towards WrestleMania because I think there was rumblings that that, that that those two were being discussed, um, and then when it when it you know when when we end up in these empty empty buildings it was like are they are they really just going to do a, a a match between AJ Styles and the Undertaker in in an empty performance center I'm like that's probably not going to go well but what I mean do you yeah. I just assumed they were going to back out. And then, you know, and then when, um, you know, ponytail biker guy starts showing up at the performance center and they announce the, the boneyard match, what the, what the fuck is a boneyard match? Um, and obviously, you know, that, that was the first cinematic match and, and to me is still the best one and, and it, it exceeded my expectation. I don't think I had expectations. I had no clue what the hell they were going to do. And, um, you know, and it, and it goes down in, in, in history. And, and I think too, you know, one of like, one of the, like the highlights, um, of the year was, was like the, the like documentary programming that, that we got as well. Like, I mean, the last ride and I mean, we've had it before, 
but like when you when you have more time on your hands to to delve into things it, it, it's it's um it, it was pretty cool as well lee says here in the comments just like any rough spot i've been through uh throughout my life wrestling has always been there um at least for a little bit every week yeah like i like i remember um you know because wrestlemania you said it was april 4th um and it, well they, they moved it to two nights but you know that's less than a month from from really when when the world stopped and and that was literally days after I found out that I w- I went from working at home to to furloughed so like everything in my life was ass over tea kettle at that point I mean I I was I, I and and for me to be able to 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 put on the WWE network and escape that and just get kind of lost in wrestling for a couple hours for two straight days that was awesome I mean I had I had stopped doing the show. We took a couple of weeks off the show, which we had never really done before. You know, we had we would have a week or two here or there where you know we had something recorded, but we never really stopped. And I had I hundred percent honest, I had no clue if or when. I mean, I figured when it was going to happen at some point, but I had no clue when that we were going to start doing shows again. And then it, then I was like, Matt and Ryan, uh, you guys did the the WrestleMania preview show. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna call in, and I'm gonna jump on, and, um, and and from that point on, and then when I kind of got lost into WrestleMania, I was like, holy hell, I needed that. <laughs> so and 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 we, you know, we adapted. You know, we we you, you done what everybody else is doing at this point. You do Zoom calls and whatnot, and and it it's you know I I've used this show in wrestling to to be that and and it's it's been great and you know f- things are somewhat looking uh a little bit positive again i mean i'm my 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 concern is in in things from the last year is is still kind of holding my excitement in uh, a little bit but there is reason to to be a, a little bit optimistic here and and i think it's something that uh and, and mark's gone oh there he's back um but yeah i mean it, it's and and i think too um not just from WWE, not from just from NXT, but like at times like AEW and and, and there, there has been the, there has been points where I, I thought the in ring work um, was was even better than we had gotten from from the companies beforehand because they realized when there's no crowd there's there's more of an emphasis. So I, I give kudos, you know, to everybody across the board, um, you know, for for stepping up their game when they had to. Right on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, thank you, wrestling. Hundred percent. All right. Uh, any other any other thoughts from the year that was before we get to the news? All I'll say is this: when we when New Year's hit, I said that the world and everything in general had until March eleventh to shake off. You had three month, you two two months and some change to shake off all the rest of the bad stuff that happened in 2020. So starting tomorrow until the end of the year, get your ish together. 2021, (laughs) right? No surprises, no bad surprises, no new super pandemics. No, please. No, no. nothing. Please. No, (laughs) I don't need a sharknado being a thing, right? Yeah. We don't, we don't need any of that. We need good things. We need good things. All right. Let's... Was, uh, one thing after the other was awful. Yeah. It, 
When is when is Miriam's pies going to come out with their own COVID vaccine? <laughs> well, because we got Moderna. Did you get the Moderna or the Johnson and Johnson or the Pfizer or the Miriam's pies? Miriam's pies. Man, if they put that in a whoopie pie, I'd be all about it right now. You, you won't get the soreness in the arm with the Miriam's one. Just get the <laughs> on the tongue. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how I feel if if I'm gonna if I end up getting my my shot at the vet, but you know what? At this point, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll, if I have to go to the vet, if I have to go to the dentist, whatever. I'm just gonna go a little twofer for Skipper. Like, uh, I'm coming to yep. pick up some CBD stuff for him, and then for me, uh, can you just give me that? And hey, what are we seeing Skip for today? No, no, I'm here for my shots. <laughs> Uh, he, he drove great. me in he, they told me that i wasn't safe to drive after the covid shot yes. so i brought skip. he's out in the, he's out in the car he's gonna he's gonna drive me home all right let's uh look at the news here um the wwe announced this week that the 2021 hall of fame induction ceremony will stream tuesday night april the 6th exclusively on peacock in the u.s on the wwe network everywhere outside of the united states for the first time ever the ceremony will feature two classes of inductees taking their place in sports entertainment history. Of course, the 2020 class, which didn't have their induction last year, comprised of Batista, the NWO, the Bella Twins, JBL, British Bulldog, and Jushin Thunder Liger will join a new class of inductees for 2021. Um, Those will be announced on WWE's digital platforms uh, and and WWE.com. And also yesterday on The Bump, uh, introduced um, by the Hurricane uh, Molly Holly will be the very first inductee to the 2021 class uh, of the WWE Hall of Fame. Always loved uh, Molly Holly, so this is a uh, this is a great start to the 2021 class. Yeah, um, it's, it's about time for Molly Holly. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, is there anyone that that you really would like to see? announced as part of the 2021 class is that coco beware in the whole thing <laughs> yes 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 he, is. Is. yes he is yes <laughs> um uh, celebs they could try um donald trump <laughs> oh, no, he's already he went in in 07 <laughs> plus don't um, be rude. Can we have a, a removal yeah. ceremony for him? So instead of inducting someone yeah. in, can we have an they, official removal yeah. of forty five from uh, from the Hall of Fame? They they could they could have a <laughs> removal ceremony. That'd be fun. Uh, celebrity wise, I, every year I'm always hopeful this will be the year that Cindy Lauper gets in there, but I don't think it's going to happen. Well, I mean, with WrestleMania being in Florida, do not roll out Flo Rida as the. Uh, as the 2021 celebrity wink. I saw I saw people saying that like saying is this the year Taker gets in and I'm like no. Nah. Because I I would assume like do and I don't think they announced whether or not it's going to is this an in person I believe this is going to be a Zoom Hall of Fame. Right. If it's a Zoom Hall of Fame, but... I don't mean Mark from Texas zooming in from the ranch <laughs> i don't need mark yeah. from texas getting inducted in florida when wrestlemania 38 is in texas yes right that's when right. the undertaker goes in and i still argue maybe by himself 38 special wrestlemania 38 special is gonna be uh yeah i i don't i don't need i don't well, need mark uh, from texas going in uh with the 
the clamoring co-branded WWE nine line shirts. <laughs> Get them now. <laughs> God, man. If, oh my, I swear. <laughs> Be ready for it. Be ready for it. The rock goes in. He's by himself as well. Uh, he could probably go in at 39 when WrestleMania is in Hollywood. Wait, is he not in? <laughs> no. How is he not in yet? Well, I guess because he was Good always question. still kind of questionably active, maybe. I just assumed he was already in. No, he's not in yet. Yeah, so yeah, maybe he gets it. Well, I mean, I think he's the headliner in Hollywood. He could also go in this year. He could. It's in Florida. He could. But I just, I, I, I think he's got to have a... Uh, crowd there for that one and i mean it would make sense too being in i think that they really wait for the rock until wrestlemania 40 okay you do it at 40 big gigantic oh yeah because hollywood would be 39 so yeah hollywood's 30 what's another year or no 39 hollywood's 39 let's be honest it's probably gonna be in miami (laughs) 40 will probably be and i i bet you It'll be in Madison Square Garden again. Really? You think... Because Madison Square Garden got remodeled. It is a little. Yeah, it is a little bigger, but man, I'd... it's a little bigger. And if you do it, I always feel like WWE. Like, yes, you want the spectacle of having ninety thousand people, but if you make it to where it's twenty five thousand seats, all of those tickets are expensive as hell. Well, that's true. WWE can make up for the missing gate and then make a reason for people to go to Peacock and go to wherever else to or wherever watch. it's on at that point. <laughs> um, now, I get it doesn't make a it doesn't make it as big of an event like tourism wise to come in. Sure, because like, but if you're if you're running SmackDown, you know, assuming that that shows are still as they are. SmackDown, TakeOver, WrestleMania, Monday Night Raw, all at the Garden. Plus plus the collective, oh. plus... Yeah, I mean, New York is... Whatever else, man. be a lot of like, fun. My, like, WrestleMania this year in Tampa is going to be off the hook. Next year in Texas, I, I'm hearing rumblings from, like, people in the independent wrestling circles that... WrestleMania weekend for Dallas and LA is being planned now. Damn. I mean, I, especially given like, I mean, it's still going to be big, but I assume there's still, it's still tamped to a degree this year because of the obvious, even though like, I think DeSantis could declared well, COVID over back in like October. Yeah. But they will be, they'll still have fans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, there's not any anybody else that I, that I'm like can super think of that that I'm that I'm hoping gets in this year because again it, it because it Gronk. is wrong. <laughs> God no, Goldberg. So he finally hangs him up. He's already in. He's already in. Hey, in. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He headlined the. <laughs> yeah, that was the year he returned because that's when his kid was there and oh, right. You know, right. Ryan was so excited. Like that for my memory. <laughs> his, his kid dabbing. I tell you who's not going to get in this year, Christian. 
You, Owen Hart. I, oh, I, I, but I can guarantee Christian is not going to get in. Uh, not going to get yeah, in this it's year. Not Christian's year. Um, is uh, is Butch Reed in? Didn't he go in the other year? I don't think so. I don't think Butch Reed's in. Or is he in like the legacy wing or whatever? Because they have they have that as well. Like they always have have a couple of uh, like that legacy wing's kind of sad. Kind of. Yeah, Butch Reed's not in. Oh, he'd be a good one because he was over in Florida. Yeah. Good point. Good point. He would be the posthumous hall of famer yeah. but again this is this is one of those ones too because it's on zoom like i, I don't know that i think this is a year i'm not trying to like oh, true but you, Sim- you have ron simmons and teddy long that can accept you know yeah, but you can you can true. put in you can put in people that don't w- wouldn't get like the biggest reaction because you're not going to have a live crowd there uh to watch it so um all right uh, starting March 18th, some of the details for the uh, the network uh, switch to Peacock came out this week. Uh, starting March 18th, Peacock will begin rolling out WWE Network content just before WWE Fastlane, which of course will be the first pay-per-view event on the service. Uh, the new WWE destination on Peacock will feature fan-favorite content at launch, including all past WrestleManias uh, leading up to WrestleMania 37, which will uh, only be available on Peacock in the U.S., uh, WWE will have a dedicated page on Peacock where fans can browse and access content because that was something that, that we weren't sure about when uh, when the deal was first announced. I know Ryan and I talked about that when we were uh, discussing it. Uh, it's like, are we, am I going to have to scroll past like The Office and Parks and Rec to be able to find WrestleMania? Uh, no, it will have a WWE um, dedicated page. Uh, Peacock will continually add WWE Network content to the library uh, making the entire network archive, including every uh, WWE, WCW, and ECW pay-per-view event in history, available to stream on demand before SummerSlam. So it appears it's going to be a, a, a somewhat um, is going to be a transitional period between the the network we have now um, and the uh, and and what it will be on Peacock uh, moving forward. Uh, so some of your archive stuff won't be available right away. A Peacock Premium will be uh, home to all upcoming pay-per-view events in the current seasons of WWE original shows. In the free tier, Peacock will offer uh, a new WWE channel, which will have select uh, original shows like uh, Ms. and Mrs., Total Bellas, Total Divas, uh, recent in-ring content, and new weekly episodes of select live shows like Raw Talk and uh, WWE's uh, The Bump, which I think some of those are already uh, available on the free uh, version of the WWE Network as it is. Um, the existing standalone WWE network app in the United States, um, will cease to exist, um, on April the 4th. That is when, um, the network as we know it in the U S, uh, will cease April 4th. Peacock will then become the exclusive streaming home to the WWE network inside the U S to continue streaming. Um, the content fans will need to sign up for Peacock. Um, it'll be available on Peacock Premium, which is four ninety nine a month, uh, and they uh, and and you can get a um, savings uh, on that now um, at uh, peacocktv.com slash wwe. Uh, there's also a Peacock Premium Plus, uh, which is ad free for nine ninety nine um, a month, and uh, it is available on numerous uh, numerous services. If you're Xfinity X one. Um, customer and uh, then you get it uh, included in your service like me so i am actually saving money uh 
more money in this deal. But it's currently available on the Roku platform, Apple devices, um, Google platforms, Chromecast, uh, Xbox One, PlayStation uh, devices, Vizio Smartcast TVs, and LG uh, smart TV. So, uh, those are some of the details, uh, with the, with the changeover. I know, um, some people not, not super thrilled, uh, that the archive content will be a delayed, uh, transition, which I get, but, um, you know, if we go back to the, the original launch of the network, it was a delayed, um, upload as well. Uh, I'm, I'm curious. I, I'm more curious to see what what exactly gets over right away and and how long some of the transition takes um but uh, uh, so I'll, I'll kind of reserve judgment on that decision uh at this point it sucks dude like <laughs> we're gonna get well we're paying for a discounted network so we're gonna get a discounted network well. like <laughs> it's what you get but yep. that deal um, on Peacock TV slash WWE, um, you get four months of Peacock Premium for the cost of two. Okay, so, so it's, it's basically like two fifty a month. Yeah, it's it's nine ninety nine for four months as opposed to four ninety nine a month. Oh, so so if you if you sign up for that deal, you get you just pay four for months, four months, right? You see, for okay. nine ninety nine. All right, and so and and so that that'll kind of give them time to transition this stuff over. Um, and then lastly, in the news tonight, um, WWE will likely be moving the WWE Thunderdome to the Yingling Center on the University of South Florida campus in Tampa, Florida. Um, of course, we um, reported weeks ago, and, and it was obvious, the WWE is going to be half, having to move uh, from Tropicana Field because Major League Baseball is kicking off at the beginning of next month. Um, so, But they, they do want to keep their tapings in and around uh, the Tampa area. Um, the Yingling Center, and, and there's no conflict here because the um, in-arena sports uh, at uh, South Florida have not been playing anyway because of uh, – because of COVID season, so um, they they will not have scheduling conflicts there. WWE ran the Yingling Center uh, years ago um, before some of the bigger options in the area, uh, including the 1995 Royal Rumble, um, was held uh, at uh, I, I forget the the name of it back then, but also Saturday Night's main event in December 1985, and again in December of 1988. So a little bit of history there uh, with the WWE, but that would appear as of right now. Uh, to be the new landing spot for the uh, for the WWE Thunderdome, and and who knows, maybe by the time you'd potentially have to move out of there, uh, we can be back and doing live shows um, summer uh, or fall by that point anyway. But uh, that that we'll keep an eye on uh, as the uh, as the summer and the rest of the year plays out. But uh, Thunderdome will be on uh, the move. Uh, anything else? Any guys got anything else tonight? All right, then we're going to close this thing out. Tim, uh, let the people know uh, anything they need to know. Of course. At Not The Tool Man across all platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, if you care. Um, if you enjoy what you hear from me uh, here on Thursdays, uh, whether you're joining us live on Facebook uh-huh. or if you're getting us wherever you get your podcasts, um, check me out on one of my other two shows. Uh, Final Wrestling Place is a weekly show that takes place uh, soundcloud.com slash final wrestling place is the home final place pod on twitter 
where we take the nouns of professional wrestling, the persons, the places, the things, and the ideas, and we give them arbitrary red points and green points, and we put them in either the good place or the bad place. Since it is sign-pointing season, and it's March, we are doing Mania Madness. There you go. Uh, we're doing Mania Madness. We're taking the top eight and bottom eight WrestleMania celebrities of all time and putting them against each other in a tournament. The winner of the Good Place bracket gets a guaranteed place in the Good Place Hall of Fame, and the loser of the Bad Place bracket gets escorted directly into the Bad Place Hall of Fame. Uh, so that's super fun. And we mentioned it a time or two before, but also Viewer's Choice podcast on the North-South Connection, northsouthconnection.podbean.com, at VC on North-South on Twitter. Is it a live reaction podcast that I do immediately after every WWE, AEW, and NXT pay-per-view? And in case you didn't see, I'm going to need some thoughts and prayers for WrestleMania season because I might have to do four shows in a weekend, not including Final Wrestling Place and Three Count Thursday. I'm going to be dead. <laughs> I've already I've already put my PTO in for the Monday after WrestleMania, Uh-oh. so I don't have to talk about anything ever to anyone at all again. Yeah, me too. I, there, there was a soundbite that, that it was serving a one-week suspension this week because yes. of what the fuck was that segment on Raw this past week, by the I, way. He, he's dead forever, man. Goodbye. It, it served a one-week suspension. We'll see if it can live on. Uh, way did he go? <laughs> Matt, uh, what do you got to plug this week? Yep, uh, make sure you are following the Three Count Thursday Instagram page. That's at Three Count Thursday. Uh, we post stuff that we have going on. Jim shares a lot of stuff to the story. And then we do a Woman of the Week feature. Uh, this week we are featuring Viva Van. So go give her a follow as well. Each like on the post counts as a vote towards that woman for the Woman of the Year contest. You can follow me on Twitter. It's at 3CT, the letter A. Philly as in Philadelphia and number eight so PCT affiliate and then every other Wednesday so next week you can hear me my co-host Ant on the WizWit podcast where we talk all things Philly sports next week we will be doing a retrospective of sorts as we look at the um, 10 year anniversary of the Phillies rotation that had the four aces at a joker so follow along for that one very nice intern Mark you got anything well, I'm going to leave everybody with some wisdom. If uh, in life, boys and girls out there, you're not changing, you are choosing. So let's go out and make a difference. Everybody have a great week. Very good. I like that, Mark. You can, of course, follow uh, Ryan whenever he wakes up from his uh, his slumber, his hibernation, preparing for what will be a crazy WrestleMania week. You can follow him at RYN Eagle. You can follow me at Big Jim Sports, but of course, make sure you are just following along with the show at Three Count Thursday, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go to threecountthursday.com. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Uh, rate and review us on Apple, um, but you can find us anywhere. Uh, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube as well. We, we make sure we uh, get things uh, posted and um, you know check everything out, Three Count related. Get our uh, merchandise at whatamaneuver.net. And until next week, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the pin. Three Count Thursday is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. 
at your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order?